0: Hi, this is Keith from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you another uh, paranormal things, without further talk or ado, here we go. Hey guys, before the video begins, please don't forget to rate and comment on the video, as it really helps me and the channel out, but more importantly, From next video onwards, your suggestions will determine the next video. I'm going to create a a weird will spin with all your suggestions in the comment to see which video will come out next. So feel free to start commenting away. Thanks guys, you really are awesome. I'll give you a bit of information about me before I go into the story. I was living in New Zealand as a 23 year old, and my birthday is on New Year's Day. We have a festival on the south side of North Island where you camp and get drunk and what not whilst listening to music and it lasts up to 7 days. So, this was New Year's Eve. People had been up for days. I'd woken up early and had decided to have a shower before everyone else woke up and used up all the hot water. I took all of my belongings I needed and walked to the first toilet. These ones were up some stairs in a portable building. They were sectioned for boys and girls. I'm a girl, by the way. As I walked up the stairs, I heard someone call out to me. I looked round and saw a guy walking towards me. I stopped because I thought he probably wanted to ask me a question about the camping grounds or something. So he came uh, up to me and said, Hey, I'm Jesse. uh, What's your name? And proceeded to hold his hand out and shake my hand. I was like, oh, hey, and shook his hand back. I thought this was weird. As I was part way up the stairs, and when I went to pull my hand back, he held onto it. And said, can I get your number? I ripped my hand out and gave him a look that said, yeah, right, mate. And laughed. He looked offended, and so I said, Dude, it's 6am and you've introduced yourself to me whilst I'm on my way to the toilet. I'm not going to give you my number. He shrugged and went on his way. Or so I thought. When I'd finished in the toilet, I came out to the door and briefly looked up where I noticed him crouching behind a tree. He didn't see me, so I kept it that way to scope out what he was doing. As I was walking to the shower, Out of the corner of my eye I noticed him run from behind the tree to behind a building that they used to sell food that was closer to me. I was shitting my pants at this point and the stairs to the shower were behind the building I was in. So I walked that way and instead of going up the stairs to enter the shower I ran and hid. That's when I saw him run round the building and up to the stairs I bolted. I was so angry and scared at this point. I kept running until I found some poor hungover young boy that was spewing out his guts. And I told him what happened and asked him if he could just stand with me for a bit. Not that it would have been much help if the guy came looking for me, but the company was nice and slightly reassuring. After I had calmed down a bit and decided to look for security as I didn't want anyone else going through it, I thanked the boy for his company and found one of the on-duty security officers. Fireworks As we searched the else. campgrounds,
1: Must there was a hidden part that was blocked minutes. by
0: one section from the other. We walked over it and found two boys. They were picking up anything they could throw at tents, and lo and behold, he was one of them. I notified he the security officer of that it was him, and he noped out of there. I later heard that he got kicked out of the festival, So potential rapist, let's not meet again. Last year around 2am on New Year's Day, I heard a loud noise. It sounded like someone drove to the end of my street and hit the dumpster. The sound was loud, metallic, and almost hollow. I went outside to investigate since my car is parked along the street and I wanted to make sure that it did not Eve get hit. I get outside and it's it's dead quiet, out. <clears throat> except for a female, female making a noise. I live in an apartment building right next to the interstate, and on the other side of that is a hospital with a huge parking lot. I heard the female and figured kids were outside screwing around in the parking lot. But as I listened closer, I noticed the female was crying and saying things like oh my god over and over i went inside and bundled up since it was about 20 degrees fahrenheit outside then i walked a short distance up a hill to the fence line to the interstate it was really dark but i could see the shape of an overturned vehicle in the road and the silhouette of another car on the shoulder traffic was very very light right then A police cruiser pulled up and slowly shone its lights at a mass in the road. It flipped its emergency lights on and turned the car so they would be facing oncoming traffic and was about to put down flares. I went back inside to grab some better gloves and when I came out there were several emergency vehicles that were setting up floodlights. The mass on the road was a body. Luckily I didn't see the details. By the time there was enough light, the body was covered. I never saw the female. Later, I realized that two guys in a BMW were driving way too fast along the road and tried to pass the female driver. They lost control and flipped the car. They were both ejected from the vehicle. One ended up in a ditch and the other in the middle of the highway. The guy in the ditch lived. And apparently the female driver stopped and tried to help. This is the first time I and heard the stories. That's why I'm not commenting heard. on know. This is like listening to... I attended what was expected to be accident. a super fun party. Commemorating the end of 2015. At a close friends. Wow, so this is a few years ago. I expected to be awake till dawn. So I made sure to eat a big dinner and arrived late to the party around 11pm with two of my best friends. We're a pretty tight knit social group, and despite the party being a combination house show with several bands playing, I virtually knew all of the 60 people or so who were already there when I arrived. Among friends and acquaintances, everyone was celebrating, drinking and just having a great time. I had planned to meet up with some other friends around 2 am when they would be finished bartending a public event, so I was drinking socially but in moderation. I'm no stranger to the source and have a healthy tolerance. By midnight, the party had grown to at least a hundred people, and by the time there were people drifting in from neighbouring parties and the surrounding university area. We're talking about parties this time. I opened my third beer at 1am and continued taking pictures, snaps and messaging other friends who were not there. Around one30 I started to feel really drunk, thinking that perhaps I was just overwhelmed by the constant activity around me, as I hadn't really drunk all that much yet. I stepped into the most empty part of the living room for a breather and messaged my friend. I sent her a message inviting her to the party as we planned on meeting up. As i finished my message, I felt someone come up behind me. He pressed his body against mine and he grabbed my hip. As I straightened up, I could feel him bending down slightly to a whisper in my ear. But it wasn't a whisper. He clearly said to me, In a few minutes, you aren't going to remember anything. And then I'm going to rape the shit out of you. I froze. Wow. It hit me. I wasn't feeling really drunk. The confusion that I had attributed to the social anxiety of the large crowd, I was experiencing because I had been drugged. I knew I only had moments to prevent the inevitable. I ran from him, best I could and did not turn around. I retrieved my purse and jacket and started calling the two people that I was meant to meet up with at 2am. I was so out of it. I was having a hard time communicating what was happening. I started crying moving through the house trying to find someone I could explain it to, but I was too disoriented. But thankfully, my first friend was able to leave bartending early and came to pick me up. He called me as soon as I ran outside. The creepy guy literally chased me and was right on my tail. He said the creepy guy was trying to wave him down. Shouting to Not my to friend he sounds, that he she was my like friend a and he was going to take boy. me home. <clears throat> I was told by my friend Excuse that I just me. kept yelling drive drive from the back seat. He took me home where we met up with friend number two who was bartending at the event. And at 2.30 I lost consciousness completely and remained unconscious for five and a half hours. They were shaking me, trying to get some kind of reaction, but nothing, I didn't respond in any way. They sat up with me throughout the night to try and make sure I was okay. And at around 7 a.m., I somehow managed to get up and climb out of bed. At 9 a.m., I woke up with a start and had no idea where I was, but was so relieved to discover I was safely at home, I was high for a total of 20 hours, and did not feel normal again for several days, I don't think I'll ever know who drugged me, and only have a very vague description to work from, be careful with your drinks, it was Deep easy drug, and I was home alone. I left a full pack of cigarettes on my coffee table. I remember throwing them down and staring at the pack a while thinking, It's New Year's Eve. Today is my last day. For the new year, I'm going to quit. And this is my last pack. An hour later, I went to grab a cigarette. And the pack was gone. I had a very pronounced thought in my head. Go, you shouldn't be smoking anyway. Okay, so I figured it was possible that I moved them absent-mindedly or that my kitty may have had some fun playing with it. I looked everywhere and I had no luck. Annoyed, I went to my secret stash as I always keep some extra cigarettes in my drawer. I had a drawer. few puffs and decided to save the rest for later. Definitely I came back inside or and put the cigarettes and lighter right underneath my coffee table. I went to do some dishes, and came back to grab another cigarette to have one more smoke. The lighter was there, but the box of cigarettes was not. I was the only one in that room, and I can guarantee that my cat was not in there the whole time. I was not drunk, and I was not on drugs. I looked everywhere and I found absolutely no trace of either boxes. I found it really creepy. But oh well, I needed to quit anyway. Hey guys, it's Mort here, and thank you so much for listening. Have a safe New Year's Eve, everyone. All comments and ratings would be very much appreciated, especially to determine which video we'll make next. So get your voice heard and comment down below. You can also follow me on my various social medias in the description. But for now... Go- there you have it. Four true stories of New Year's Eve horrors that uh, were guaranteed to creep you out. Just so wanted to say, this was from 2015 to 16. But uh, what's coming up now is 2019 out and... 2020 in so um, happy new year and hope all your wishes come true for the new year till uh, we meet again sleep tight